Hello, freaks, and welcome to Radical Research. recorded that with Siggy Ben, which is where Century Media sent most of their artists in the mid to late 90s. Uh, Samuel Tiamat? Yeah. yeah. Was Tiamat Woodhouse somewhere? Oh, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Val- that, yeah, Valdemar, that, um, yeah, Moonspe- Moonspell. Okay. Well, yeah, that drum, that drum sound is unmistakable. And yeah, and that's um, obviously we're going to get down to brass tacks here. We're loaded for bear tonight, boys. Um, we got <laughs> don't laugh. We're, we're we're doing business tonight. <laughs> doing, so, doing some All serious right. business. Um, yeah. We got we got Christopher Rigg on the line. Um, not really, but um, he would be if I had asked him. I think I, he's he's a cool guy. That's from Borknagar's old domain, uh, as Hunter said in his dazzling intro. Uh, that's from Wood, the Woodhouse Studio. 
second Borknagar album. This was one of three major bands that Christopher Rigg, a.k.a. Garm, a.k.a. Trickster G, the focus of tonight's episode. This is one of three bands he was heavily involved with in the 90s. Uh, but he went on to do a lot of guest appearances. So we're going to kind of dip into those as well as some of his work with Borknagar and Arcturus. Interesting thing about Borknagar, there's so many interesting things and they're one of our very favorite bands. And I, I think this is a band whose first four albums get better and better for me over time. Same. Uh, they just move up the tier. They've always been high up there. We can't worship them enough. So we'll try to cut the hyperbole. But um, one interesting thing about it is that it's, I've been listening to the first Borknagar a lot, not because we've been doing this episode or planning it, but just it's, it you know, it's just been happening. And I've been realizing that it's not only one of my, maybe my, it's up there with my very favorites in terms of Norwegian black metal, but it's also very different than all the Bortnagar that came later. Um, oh, yeah, completely. Yeah. There's a different, there's a different it, vibe. It, there's it a different. It requires a certain amount of discipline to listen to it. Um, a certain amount of attention because the the stereo field is so phantasmagoric i just think texturally sculpturally on so many levels and layers it's it's just it, it does have ties to olden domain which is what we just heard um but it also has has enough differences where uh it's it, well it's it's hard to describe i didn't take any notes and i should have i just know that there's um um, it's an odd sure. debut. It's an odd debut, and one that I've only come to love more and more as as uh, time goes on. Um, compositionally, uh, the lineup is unbelievable. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, and some of Garm, aka Christopher Riggs' greatest black metal shrieks, sure, and, and some of the greatest in that whole genre. But let's talk about the Winter Way. Let's talk about Borknagar real quick before we move on. Th- this is a this is a really special album. Very like incredibly special. It's it's even hard for me to talk about this album. <laughs> um, like when it came out, you know, it was just such a special time. Like it, we were sort of at the edge of the relevance of you know traditional Norwegian black metal and where things were going. And, and this album is not post black metal, but it kind of is. It, yeah, it, it I, almost I, like it, go ahead no i'm just gonna say i i equate it with some of that sort of uh late 90s early 2000s enslaved where yes it's got black metal links there's no doubt that that's part of the heritage and right part of the part of but, the, the, the sonic culture but um it, it's but it, the, it is something else the the division isn't so apparent that we would call it like post no but 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 it is something else yeah but this is like this is the beginning of Garm Garm's extroverted sort of era. I think it's his um, most it, extroverted era because he was um, he was on Arcturus's La Mascarade Infernal this year, this very same year that yep. Old Domain came out, and also on Olver's Notten's Madrigal. Not only are those three just major major albums and just fucking excellent listens, but also the last year that he would ever sing anything extreme or with that harsh voice, he was so great. Right. Right. But, but that sort of baritone vocal 
like this this is about the last time that you're going to hear that sure and that was another f- short-lived thing it was this is the thing and i think this is one of the reasons why we're doing this we love this guy's work and over i mean there's no question this is our, our very first episode was over and 76 episodes later or 75 depending on how you're counting we find ourselves math. look <laughs> math we find ourselves looking at like everything else he did um, and, and I think there's just so much character and he makes really great choices in who he, you know, chooses to collaborate with. Another interesting thing about Olden Domain <laughs> is that Garm left after that. He, he was on the first two Bork Nagar. He left. He was replaced by one Simon, uh, Simon H, we'll call him, ICS Vortex. And of course, that guy's known for much other work in the scene. And then later he replaced garm again in another band called arturus <laughs> mm. so that is weird yeah so this simon guy did it twice and i talked to garm i guess it was a couple of years ago now for that arturus box set that i did a lot of liner notes for and this is what he had to say about simon replacing him all right i thought it was peculiar that this happened not only once but twice yeah yeah we, we, we had a couple of laughs about that over the years too do you have a good relationship with him? Are you friends with him? Yeah, not like close, close friends. But yeah. uh, he, he, up until quite recently, he lived 500 meters down the street from me. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> we, were, we were good friends, you know, much, much closer back then than we are now. But, uh, you know, we, we still talk when we meet. No problem, you know. I expect him to be moving into a house that you vacate sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my ghost seem up. <laughs> So, yeah, that was me talking with Garm about Simon replacing him, and he calls him uh, my ghost semen. Next, Bortnagar snippet. Let's go to that first album that we were talking about uh, where Garm is just ripping. And uh, I wish we could play all six or seven uh, songs where he's ripping his throat on this album. But um, this is 1996's Bortnagar and a song called Fondens Alheim.
scathing. So I actually heard this album after Olden Domain. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I got turned on to Olden Domain via Chris Maycock in your era of Maniacs. And Maycock actually rated this above Olden Domain at the time. So then I went back and got this. It's a. I was not. I was not aware of it. Yeah, yeah. I I think it went under the uh, the radar. It was first released on Malicious, which was a German label, decent label too. I mean, like early Gorgoroth. Uh, they had good stuff. Uh, sure. But but it's an amazing album. Oh, it's great. The their first one's great. This the first one I I heard when it first came out. I mean, because it had you know I don't know. It just had this stellar lineup. It had. Oystein, who is a guy from a death metal band called Molested. And that was somewhat news, but, you know, not the greatest band, but also kind of remarkable because Norway didn't have the amount of quality death metal bands yeah, that Sweden did, yep. you know, that Sweden or even Finland did. So there was that. And then he he brought forth his friends. He had Ivar Bjornsson from, Ens- from Enslaved on special effects and keyboards. That's interesting. Infernus from Gorgoroth was playing bass. And um, Grimm, who had just left Immortal, is playing drums. So they rehearsed like that for a while. And then Garm came in before, obviously, before the album um, from Ulver and, and Arcturus. So, wow. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, an, it, it, it's, it's a who's who. And when I first heard the first Borknagar, whether or not the fact of Ivar's involvement, which wasn't great, but it was there, uh, his involvement biased me it certainly sounded like an alternate reality version of enslaved at the time um, yep. progressive you know just incredibly earth-centric and uh organic uh, and seething but, but also psychedelic <laughs> psychedelic majestic all the great stuff and so i've been into it ever since and that's i think the self-titled is probably the one that's risen for me the most out of the first four Mm. And I know we isolate the first four because you and I are amongst those people who feel like that's by far their best output. I mean, there's not even, you know. Well, because we're right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, sir. Let's move on. Let's move into uh, the aughts and, and only 10 years ago. I think this is the newest track on this episode. Yep. 2011. This is from the Agent That Shapes the Desert album by Virus. Uh, we've already done a show on them, of course. We've featured one of Garm's appearances with Virus from their mm-hmm. Carhartt album. Uh, this is a song called Call of the Tuskers.
but we certainly hear a different garm there one that uh is very capable of adapting to modernisms evolutions your thoughts my friend here's what i think if every other country on earth stopped playing music norway could shoulder the load (laughs) that's that's what i think (laughs) it's kind of amazing isn't it you 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 got us norway yeah you got us yeah yeah uh we hear a different garm and let's uh keep listening to that different garm because really the next handful of tracks are going to be garms kind of post black metal shrieks you're not doing that anymore nope Um, never would return (laughs) he ain't doing that no more no i never did return who knows if it's lack of ability i do think it's more lack of interest absolutely um although not lack of reverence for the era uh, the the approach, the sound, the, the headspace, the aesthetic. He it was Master's Hammer. He does. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> that recent picture. That's so great. I think you can see yep. that on his artist profile on Metal Archives. Yeah, love that. Love that photo. Uh, love Master's Hammer. Um, so he he's again great taste. This guy. We we mentioned his three main bands. He jumps to Virus in 2011 for the second time. And then he makes his one and only appearance with Solifold, who we had a show on uh, several episodes ago on their 2006 album, Black for Death. Uh, This is Loki Trickster God. And that's kind of interesting because the guy was also known as Trickster. Trickster G. Trickster G.
That was a track from what I would consider to be a fairly unremarkable album. To me, that is a real highlight on that album. Love Red for Fire. Fairly lukewarm on Black for Death. I I think that's the prevailing opinion, and that's still mine. That's always one of those albums that the, the occasion that I put it on I'm hoping that it'll like click and it it's fine. I don't, there's not a solo file album I would ever turn off and I love them all to some degree. Right. Uh, but this one, I love less. This of course has Necro Odyssey on it, which we yeah. played and you, you love that, right? I do. Of course. It's one of, of the course. best solo songs of all time. And Loki tricks are God. I, I think it's fine. I, I think it's only remarkable really for, for Garm's performance. Well, it is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, with, with a lesser vocalist, it would be a completely, you know, forgettable track. Yeah. There was something about the Icelandic Odyssey albums where you we were like, well, this could have been just maybe a longer single album. You know, maybe do yeah. 70, maybe, you know, sure. we'll, we'll take 72 minutes rather than two albums. But sure. uh, anyhow, kind of moving on uh, and going back to 2000. Now, here's a band where that's not the case. Uh, this, this is a weird one. Department of Apocalyptic Affairs, the second full length by Fluority, is fantastic. And uh, there's fun around every corner. It's fucked up. It's bizarre. It's it's wonderful. Very different than the first one. And Garm happens to make an appearance on a song called Last Minute Lies, which was the name of the previous EP. Uh, but this is the first time they presented a song called Last Minute Lies, and this happens to have Garm on it. So um, to me, this is a lot different than the solo fall, where he's sort of peppering up a, a rather you know, let, let's face it, mediocre album. And, um, you know, he's on this blastastic, awesome album, uh, yeah. just 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 making it even better. So uh, Garm, Era 2000, with one of our favorites, Fluority. Stimulate the hands. 
So even though I chose the snippet, I never realized how much it sounds like something off of William Blake. Ah, um, when you sent me your idea for this, I listened to it before we, you know, recorded tonight uh, to he- to just refresh my memory on on Garm's passage here, um, and I thought his vocals were completely William Blake. Yeah. And in, in the very, very, very few notes that I wrote for this episode, I was like, ask Hunter if he thinks these vocals sound like William Blake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yep. They do. They, they sound like they were like, oh, I, I sort of have this screed from uh, the William Blake recordings. Do you want to yep. use this? Lay it over your shit. And it's a bonkers track to begin with. Uh, I, I just, it, it works so well, man. And yeah, and I, and I think that's the thing. You can track him by his vocals. You can track the sort of time period. Absolutely. Let's see what you think of this. This is in our in our sort of big swath of like Norwegian shows in our in the episodes uh, of Radical Research in the seventies. We are finally diving back into something that's not Norwegian. It's it's actually Dutch, and this is uh, when Garm appeared on the Souvenirs album by The Gathering. Uh, when this happened, I remember thinking, "Wow, okay, he knows them." I, you know, it was a, it was an interesting pairing, not, not one that you would have foreseen a few years prior. And um, did you, were you aware of this when it came out? Were you still following the gathering when this came out? No. Okay. you you were a gathering fan to some degree, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically Mandelian and um, nighttime birds. Oh, you don't even go to if then else. No. Okay. Interesting. And I think this was the one after if then else, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is a, a life all mine from souvenirs with Mr. Garm on Volk. Mr. Garm.
that is the swarthy urbane garm that we know from perdition city i think well there you go where are we at 2003 yep yeah it tracks that that's the kind of thing that makes me want to reevaluate that era of gathering that's that's extraordinary it really is yeah uh, and I, yeah. I think Garm definitely adds a lot to that. I think that's one of his best guest appearances. But that's uh, it's just yeah. I, I I don't know the story behind them getting together. Who knows why? I guess maybe we'll just buy him a beer and we'll ask him how they got together. Hey, 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 hey y'all get together. <laughs> uh, you, and and pe- pe- people have heard you and I d- d- dissolve into that for a few seconds uh, throughout r- radical research, but. If it's not well known, you you need to see Metallomania. You just need to look at that DVD. That I I remember once I couldn't find my DVD and I was coming down to see you, and that was of course on the docket because it, it always is on the docket to watch that together. You're the only person I watch that together with. Actually, that's kind of our uh, our, our go to. It's our thing. Yeah. And so it's this it's this Metallica documentary put put together by Eric Braverman. Not exactly official, but um, he definitely got inside. He was he was uh, he knew Newstead, of course quite well um, and got inside and um, it's just fascinating. Uh, and it's, I guess it's late into the black album. It's late into the black album era. And there are some yeah. quotable quotes, man, through, throughout that thing uh, from, from Metallica fans. Um, what, what do you, what do you think about their Rwanda crisis? Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, let's get back on track. Uh, I think we should mention some of the stuff we're not going to be playing because there, there was there's two shows here with Garm's non-over appearances. And the whole thing here is, you know, we we know that, uh, you know, 80 percent of his creative uh, agenda for his life has been over sure. at least. And uh, we love over. But uh, we're not listening to that tonight. And we're listening to all this other stuff he's done. So the stuff you're not even going to hear us play, uh, there's Ava and Ferry. He guested on one of their albums. That's the band of Rune Erickson, a.k.a. Blasphemer of Mayhem. So not inconsequential. Oddly, Demi Borgir's Abrahadabra 2010 album. Uh, <laughs> Simon Hesnes wasn't even in the, in the band by that time. I was, I was um, not aware I, of that. Yeah, he sings a song. Or he's, 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 he does clean vocals on a song on that album. And that's, um, that's an area that I don't think I'll ever want to tread. Do you think, do you ever see yourself wanting to like, like uh, uh, intentionally listen to Abrahadabra? No, <laughs> no. And, 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 there, and you, you, I, own more, you own more, you own more Dumu albums than I do. No, I, I own three Dumu albums. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I you go do. up to 90, I go up to 97. Yeah. I own zero. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Amber Herdabra? No, no. Well, not for me. I think we will do a, a part two of this someday, and we'll we'll have to go there just out of the history of it. We it, it compels us to go there. Uh, he was on a Gehenna album. Um, I think seen from the veils of yeah, darkness. Seen through, yep. Seen through the veils of darkness. Yep. Um, yep. Nidinger, figure that out yourself. Obsidian Kingdom, a Spanish band that I know nothing about. Do you do you know nope. anything about that? I do not. What about V twenty eight? Arcane Archivist. Arcane you Archivist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah some... Shiver. Obsidian. Shiver, let us know, man. <laughs> On Obsidian Kingdom from Spain. Um, yep. and, and the biohazard demos. <laughs> what about Norway's V28? What do you know about that? Nope, nothing. 
I came across them. They were on that nothing. Label, they were on that label, Vendless. And um, what all I remember about Vendless is is that they put out some cool shit, but I was getting so heavily into Discord at the time, and I don't even know what what what's related there. I just remember I have a weird connection from V twenty eight to Discord. I'm one of these rare people in the world that probably has that, but you know, uh, it's a rare affliction. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there are four more in the world. It, 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 have you uh, identified a specialist? I haven't. It, well, may, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've called around. No, dude, I've called, yeah, trust me. On, yeah. No, no, the Mayo Clinic <laughs> didn't take my call, but I, no, I, I've called around and nobody will take my call. They're like, they're like, V28 Discord. I've, I've got a, I've got a Discord problem. <laughs> And it, and it links to V28 and Venless Records, oddly. Can you can you help me? And they, they always yeah. slam the phone down. It's just like they don't have time. Close-minded sons of bitches. It's not a priority. In yeah, I tell you. These medical prof- these so-called medical professionals. It's just not a priority in COVID. <laughs> um, so Zyklon, and, and the last one I want to mention is Zyklon. Uh, yeah, that, that actually is a really good one. It is a very good one. I was going to ask what you thought of it. It's World like of- about the only thing I like on that album. <laughs> yeah world of worms got me when it came out and then like i think two weeks later, two weeks later i soured on it and i was like boy i hate to get Same. rid of this but i just don't yeah. like it too bad about the garm track because it's good <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the garm track's great we're gonna have to have a part two we're gonna it's have a to have really a like unfortunately boring album yeah I, I wanted to like it a lot more than i did yeah it's so like, did i man and, and at the time i was very very excited about it you know, but well, let's move to head control system, which is something hell that you yeah, really like. Uh, I and then this is one where we differ. I had this for a while and I got rid of it. Um, well, was... I, I love these two songs. Okay, what do you think of the, the album? The rest of the album is pretty unremarkable. Murder Nature, it's called. First of all, horrible band name, horrible album name, horrible. Uh, album cover. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Every, let's, let's, let's back up. Let's back up. Head, uh, horrible band name. I agree. Head control system. Yeah, no thanks. It would be like it would be like head control tribe. It's it's a little bit like the insane clown posse side project. Head control system. You know. Yeah. Like, it's got like a more psychedelic like side project. And but murder nature. I, I'm okay with that pun. I I, I like it. Okay. And really? I like the girl licking the knife. I'm I'm fine with it because I li- I just like the the rendering. Uh, the f- I, I hate all of that. Interesting. And you like, but you like the album a lot more than I do. <laughs> but <laughs> I, but I, I, what, what I like are these two songs. Okay, let's listen. Which to these I two- find to be completely remarkable, and should had like well with, frankly, less self indulgent drumming would be. Mm like huge hits this is skin flick and it hurts
those could have been two pop hits and as big as any Deftone single, in my yeah. estimation. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. It, it's by far the most deliberately... I, don't, I hate to say commercial. I hate to say mainstream. I hate to say... Certainly hate to say radio friendly, but just that sort of like mainstream appeal type thing. Yep. It, it's it's by far the most mainstream appeal of anything Garm's ever done. I don't think that's ever the intention with anything he does. And of course, we have to mention Daniel Cardoso, uh, the main driver be, behind uh, HCS. And Cardoso ended up in Anathema. So <laughs> lots, of, lots of really great ties there. Lots of really great um, yep. family tree branches. But I agree with you. I think that it's it's kind of like some of those Paradise Lost tracks from like One Second or Host that could have been big that weren't. And, Especially um, Host. Yeah, but this is 2006. This was, um, yeah, why not? It's if uh, given the right amount of promotion and money, perhaps some, something could have stuck with this band. But uh, kind of glad it didn't because this was when Oliver was getting really exciting again. Like lots of stuff coming out that was really good. Yep. Um, do we want to move on? You know what? I do want to move on, Jeff. Norwegian royalty, Isan from Emperor, of course. I, I think something interesting about Isan that uh, when you sent me your your pick for this um, this one, uh, you know that I love the Isan solo discography. I, I probably mm. like the first two less than everything that came after. In fact, mm-hmm. I, I do. That, that there's no question about it. But Garm ended up appearing on Isan's first album. And I think Isan went through a dip in the early 2000s in terms of his quality of, it, of his output. He did Prometheus with Emperor, and that was essentially kind of a quasi solo. That was album. a solo album. Yeah. I mean, it was less of an Emperor album than the previous ones. You know, Semoth yep. did very little. Trim, look, I mean, all respect due. I, I really like his style, love what he brought to Emperor and all that. But, you know, it, it was an Isan solo record. And not great, not the best Emperor album, the worst one. I'm not even going to say worst, <laughs> the least remarkable. And then, and then his, right. first, his first two solo albums were just kind of okay. Definitely had some moments. I've never gotten rid of them. I, I like to revisit them from time to time. But it was after that that he found what the Isan solo thing was with the album called After. And Which the- I do not get. You don't, I know, but I, I think wasn't the yeah. first one that you kind of gave a little credence to was Arctis. Yeah, like, and, and that was just more of an appreciation, um, kind of an an objective appreciation. But boy, like, I'm gonna have to come on down there in Savannah and turn your head straight on. Well, son, I, I hope you do. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I'm gonna bring that Das Ceiling Brecken down down. That that Aramita. Actually, actually, you gave me Das Ceiling Brecken. And what did you do with it? Sell it to fucking uh, the, the yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sold it, yeah, sold it for a Wendy's cheeseburger. <laughs> oh, no, you really going to say you I, sold I, it? I, I didn't do that. You sold it I, for a I, copy. No, I, I got rid of it. Yeah, but I, I know. Didn't, I didn't. Well, uh, I didn't sell it for a Wendy's okay. cheeseburger. Well, I, I appreciate your bra- bravery in even picking this because uh, I'm not sure I would have. I would. I might have gone to something else. But we we've got Isan's homecoming here from. His very first solo album in 2006, The Adversary.
Jonas Brothers song good, but this one would have all three of them sucking your dick. <laughs> okay, at first I thought you were just trying to like slag on this album because I, you know, like I now, despite what yeah, I said, I, I like yeah. this. Um, no, I, now, I, now, I, now, I love, love this moment, love it. Right. And I also like Called by the Fire, by the way. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right, because you got a working knowledge of some Eson solo. You just you just hide it. I mean, you just hide I, it. Got a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 a thing or two. Uh, this is fun. We're just going to keep moving right along because uh, as soon as we do, we can get get this one out and put the Wobbler episode out. That's going to be the ah. number seventy-seven. <laughs> that is some prong right there. I'll tell you yeah, something. Yeah, what <laughs> son? I tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> you, you boys like synthesizers because we got some for you did you find them on the internet <laughs> but you find them synthesizers on the internet so all this all this nonsense we pulled you through uh you know we've had we have some great listens and uh, i hope um you, oh you, oh uh, a little sidetrack here we love our listeners they're they listen to such amazing shit like those facebook playlists that we post uh, when we get when we get stuff back from listeners it's amazing how many people think like us we out there it. it's a little we strange we didn't we didn't expect this and i've i've said that before the the one thing i wanted to say though was that i've been seeing answer pop up on a few playlists lately and i'm like that's not normal it was it's all warring factions and i'm like i'm so glad we did that cuz i feel like we did yeah it's a good thing it's a good thing to have turned people onto that, that that's thing. what we do it's what we do now the thing we're going to close on is something that everybody should know uh, this is a couple of tracks from arturus of course, couldn't leave those out. They are absolutely due for their own episode somewhere down the line. This is, um, to me, this is the Iron Maiden of Norway. <laughs> like this is, you know, uh, <laughs> I just, I, you know, how much I love this band, and and you, sure. and you do, and you do too. Sure, um, so we're gonna go to '97 first. We're gonna come back and then uh, close with something earlier. Yeah, this is one of the three albums that Garm was on in '97. Again, let's repeat: La Mascarada Infernal by Arcturus. Nonsense Madrigal by Ulver and The Olden Domain by Borknagar. 
Uh, do you, one year, one do you year know, old. Yeah. Do you know anybody else has released three albums no. that good in one year? No. Right. <laughs> this is why. This is why. No, we do I, this. I, I mean that. I Mr. don't. Mr. Rig, no. we we continue to be in awe and thank you for your art. Uh, this is a song called "Alone" from La Mascarade Inferno. record garm still manages to craft hooks well i have right. always thought that alone had the biggest hooks on the record and man almost impenetrable you, you just completely nailed it that's <laughs> that's this album <laughs> record is insane i love it yeah but it, it you're right it's just it's um you know it's is we're, we're just like cruising through the weaves and the layers it's hard to to really get a grasp on and and, and see the light it's uh it takes i mean i still like i've been listening to this record for 25 years now and still hear new things every time would you call that a heavily layered record 
<laughs> I I do believe that I would call this heavily layered. Yeah, that's pretty why, much why, it. Yes, I would. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And of course, you know, um, again with my ghost semen, uh, he appears on is it the Chaos Path? He takes yep. the lead on that one. God, that from, from this album, and then one of the, yeah, best songs. Oh yeah, and it and it and, you know it's if we're gonna make a top ten of Simon's work, which we are going to do before we get out of here with the Norway thing that's going to be on there. Yeah. And uh, make, make did justice to it by comparing it to devil doll chaos path of the album. Yeah. Chaos path. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I, there's Yeah. Uh, when I interviewed Garm for the same interview that we played a snippet from earlier, I, we were talking about this album, of course, a bit. And I mentioned double doll is seeming like a primary influence because Although Chris was the guy that turned me on to Devil Doll, um, it's something I've always heard as well. I think Chris is dead on, and Garm yeah, I agree. Man. And Garm was like, "Yeah, of course," <laughs> as if as if yeah, it was well, like, "Yeah, obvi- obviously." Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love Devil Doll? No, yeah. that's the thing. I loved, I loved that I was talking to somebody who was just so deeply embedded in Devil Doll that was like, "Yeah, this was a huge influence in 1997." So, so there uh, you go. Let's go back to. Um, and, and finish out the episode with another Arcturus track. This is from the Constellation EP, Route Augspart from 1994. Uh, Hunter, I'm going to uh, ask you a little bit of a trivia question. Oh. What very significant element does Constellation ha- uh, have in common with the fucking champs? No bass? Uh, you're beautiful. I love you. <laughs> I almost, I, I thought you were, weren't going to get it. And then you got it. No bass. No, <laughs> no, no bass. Yeah. Zverd plays some of the bass lines on, on the lower part of the keyboard, yeah. of course. Uh, but there was no bass on this one, even though uh, Samoth was supposed to have, have done that. He just didn't get around to it. He just, just played, fu- he, the fu- <laughs> fucking Samoth. He, well, he just played, bastard. he played guitar. <laughs> he played guitar. Then he looked on this like paper that was on his nightstand. He's like, "Oh shit, it's a summons to jail. I gotta, I gotta fly, guys. <laughs> See you later." That's basically it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ah, damn it! I burned another church. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> son of a bitch. All right, look, look, look guys. Hey, you, you, you better just play the bass with the keys this time. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he felt. Wait, what are you gonna do? You know what are you gonna do? Yeah, but let's let's swing back to Garm. Uh, I love again. I think the Feral Garm is some of the best Garm. Uh, <laughs> and, and, Dude, Feral Garm. Yep, Feral Garm. Feral it's Garm. we hear it yep. in the first Borknagar album. Uh, we hear it on Notten's Madrigal uh, and some of the Ulver demo, and then we hear it here certainly on Constellation. So uh, thanks everybody. We have quite a few listeners to thank. Next time we'll uh, we'll name you and, and thanks for listening, Hunter. Uh, you're the best. You're the best for uh, knowing that uh, there's no base on the champs and constellation by Arcturus. You're the best. This is one episode where I just more than anything, I, I think words fail us, and Garm really lays out why he's such an incredible artist. Just through through all of these songs and, and collaborating with all of these artists, and um, it's almost tempting to make an episode of just all the snippets, none of our talk if anybody is not convinced or just as new to this guy. So uh, thanks for listening, uh, everyone. And um, thanks, Hunter, because you, you understand, you understand uh, all of it.
his artistry needs no description, needs no advocacy. It speaks for itself. He is, you know, one of our great geniuses.